Plot Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly, joined by Cedra Sarton, and today we have in studio with us a guest is Maddie King, our intern for this summer. Welcome, Maddie. Intern from last summer, anybody? Ex- yeah. If exactly. you've been around, yeah. you've probably read her articles, or you, you know, we did mm-hmm. bring her on the program last summer, so yeah. welcome back, Maddie. Yeah. Thank you. So, try to squeeze you in before you leave us again. Before you leave us again. I can't. <laughs> the fact I'm in college. Pursuing at higher education. I don't yeah. know what you're dealing with. Moving on into <laughs> adult life. Oh, Goodness my. gracious. That's <laughs> the best, isn't it? It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of what we're going to talk about a little bit today. Um, you wrote an article, Choosing Your Desires or God's Will. And that's kind of what the discussion today is going to be. And I know that that's an important thing in all areas of life. Yeah. But I think you don't really get to those points until you get to like college age after i mean there's there's the there's the everyday little things that happen all Mm -hmm. the time you're like does god want me to do make this move but i mean like when you're sitting there going okay so what am i going to put a bunch of money into fall into debt possibly (laughs) or -hmm. whatever to obtain this thing that will mean this is my job forever right yeah there's a lot of pressure there. Oh, sorry, Maddie. <laughs> so hope you sleep good tonight. Sorry. But I do, I do like when, when you wrote this article, you used the story of Samson. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I had never really viewed Samson's life in that light before where it was just a story of how he was just choosing self over God just all the time. And I thought that was a really interesting thing. So yeah. Uh, what led you to to go to Samson for this? <laughs> well, um, ironically, the uh, night before I wrote it, mm-hmm. we watched the movie Samson. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and in my head, I just kept going, "This guy's um, kind of doing his own thing there." So it it kind of popped in my head that maybe it would be a good article idea because yeah. a bunch of people deal with it the same way, and having someone in Bible in the Bible as an example would be a good thing yeah. for people to see. Mm-hmm. And if the Bible has enough examples of one thing, it's people messing up and God oh, still being able to use that That's person. Sure. Yeah. So even if, you know, down the road you find, oh, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have gone down this road. No, I mean, that doesn't mean God can't pick you back up, mm-hmm. dust you off and still use you in huge ways. Yeah. Because he did it. I mean, there's tons of examples, mm-hmm. but there's also a lesson to be learned for if you listen to him in the first place. Mm-hmm. You can avoid so many hardships yeah, yeah. exactly absolutely and it, samson his life is fascinating so you have this guy who's re- really of no choice of his own he's born to um his his parents and there's this basically this prophecy over mm-hmm. him that this this boy is going to grow up to be a great um a great man of god is going to lead his people lead lead the israelites as a judge and defeat israel's enemies and there, as as long as he maintains this Nazarite vow, and the Nazarite vow, for those of you listening who might not know, is it was a vow of holiness. You're separating yourself uh, to God. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. this was like in Samson's case done when you were a baby. But you can even see Paul, the Apostle Paul, took mm-hmm. a Nazarite vow himself at one point. I can't remember. Wesley's not here. He's my reference guy. I think it was <laughs> when he came from Saul to Paul. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So there was a time where he yeah, he he did the sh- he shaved his head. He took a Nazarite vow, um, and it was it was a temporary thing. I don't know if he carried on for for his whole life, but in Samson's case, it was a lifelong vow. Mm-hmm. It was a lifelong mm-hmm. state of being separated to God for a very specific purpose. Um, and so we can look at that sometimes, and 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 I'll look at that sometimes and be like, well, Samson was a, was a special case. He's not like us. Exactly. Yeah. So. But that's not necessarily true, um, because when we become Christians, we are taking a vow in mm-hmm. in a way where we're we're being set apart and sanctified. I mean, that's exactly what you're doing. When whenever, and that doesn't mean from that point on you're perfect, sinless, without blemish. Mm-hmm. That you know, that just means that you've taken a vow to strive every day, yeah, one day at a time. You know, going to the Lord every day, going into your scriptures every day, and you're striving to better yourself and become more and more like Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, um, I mean, there's a call to obedience every day for a Christian. Um, so, uh, Maddie, so when you were writing this article in the the, the Nazarite Val, uh, what, what really stood out to you about that? Well, um, I thought it was actually kind of cool. They had a Nazarite vow. Mm-hmm. They went by these certain principles a lot like what we do today. Yeah. But at the same time, I saw that Samson saw that more as um, more like a boundary that he was trying, like a rebellious teenager, like, oh, I, yeah. this is set for me. I mm-hmm. want to cross it. So that's honestly what's going through my head. I'm like, he's probably just, he knows it's right, but at the same time, he just wants to rebel so he can be himself in his words exactly. Mm-hmm. On this particular topic, uh, jumping to another person in the Bible, Mm. I'm thinking King David. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, Mm. He's, you know, he's one that I think of a lot, and he is one that God, God ordained him to be the king of Israel. The Israelites wanted a king, so they got a king Mm. at Saul. Mm -hmm. And they, I mean, obviously, he had lots of faults. Yes, yeah. And then God ordained this young skinny twig boy yeah. <laughs> you know the young, squ- well, the the young, young skinny squ- twig boy we don't know what he looked like i mean i don't think i mean obviously yeah you know working out in fields mm-hmm. being a shepherd whatever they do anything yeah. any of these thing jobs that you hear from the bible they take a lot of strength mm-hmm. so but he's not he's not described as someone like what we would view as a kingly mm-hmm. stuff but that's who god raised up and he's even listed in the Bible as a man after God's own heart. Hmm. But if you look at the story mm-hmm. of one day when he is up on his roof, yeah. viewing over his land, what does he see? Yeah. Sees a girl bathing. He does. Yeah. And he he desires her. Now, obviously, in this instance, we have a desire that is not of God. Right. Mm-hmm. Not of God. She is a married woman. And so he plots Mm -hmm. in order to get in order to i mean he brings her to him Mm -hmm. and then he has to figure out a way to on his own he continues to try to figure out a way to get himself out of trouble once he started something exactly so in this end he had he's you know i don't think necessarily glancing and seeing the girl he couldn't help that he was just out on his roof minding his business and he sees her Mm -hmm. not his fault but then his actions where he let his mind go after that, mm-hmm. yeah. however, that he yeah. he chose, he, he had a way, he could have seen her and decided to look away mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think that would have been, that would have been the appropriate course of action. And but of course he did not. And he got himself in a lot of trouble yeah, for that. Oh my goodness. And, and I mean, 
from David's life, there's, I mean, there's several stories of that kind of thing. And then just when you, when you read the rest of his life, like as an old man, just his whole world just kind of crumbles around him and his children are just, are either killing each other or trying to kill him, take over the throne. I just, it becomes just a mess. Um, but in that, in that instance too, with, with the sin of, uh, with Bathsheba, um, his punishment really is the child that they would have had together is yeah. is taken from yeah. him. Yeah, for the ones who, mm-hmm. who don't know the full story, mm-hmm. I think everybody listening may mostly might work familiar with King David, but we have right. we may have some new believers who mm-hmm. don't know it as well. Um, when he brought her to him, she did become come she did become pregnant. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's with child and instead of Instead of owning up to what he had done, right. he plots to get rid of the husband so he can marry her. Yeah. He, he tries, to, at first he tries to make it, he tries to cover it up to make it look like it's exactly. actually her husband's yeah, son. By yeah. Bring, yeah, by bringing bring, him back so that he was here the whole time kind of thing. But him being an honorable soldier yeah, yeah. just does the... <laughs> I mean, it just, it just spirals out of control for David. Yeah. So it's just yeah. one thing after another. Mm-hmm. So here, like Samson, you see so many examples of... I mean, it wasn't just one moment in time where he chose his own desires mm-hmm. over God. Like his, it was constant. Mm-hmm. It didn't just. It was there. It started he, with a glance, and then he had a decision to make. He made the wrong one, and then he continued down that road. Yeah, and I, I think in both of those cases, you can really see um, the two forces in their life. Um, so for Samson, you have what? Well, for both of them, you have what God has laid out for them to do. And then what the world is telling them to do. So for Samson, he's in a culture that's mm-hmm. very much dominated by the Philistines. And the Philistines mm-hmm. were very ungodly people. They um, were purposefully, you know, they, they were oppressing the Israelites, but also the Israelites were being generally very affected by the Philistine culture mm-hmm. and adopting many of the, those things. Um, and so um, he, he had a thing for Philistine women. Yeah. He, he married, tried to marry one, and then he uh, fell for another. I feel Adalila. like that one kind of got mm-hmm. the bowl rolling yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you have um, King David. So you, you think of King David. So in, in that culture, in the uh, you have the Israel, Israelites, and then around them you have so many pagan cultures. And they were the Israelites were so special that they they were really different from everyone else. Mm-hmm. Their culture, the one that the culture that God gave them to live out, was very different than the cultures of the pagans around them, including how their kings acted. Mm-hmm. So a king in another in another uh, say a Mo- the Moabite king or the Ammonite king or or, or whoever um, would have been able to do anything they wanted to. They were basically gods of their little kingdoms. And so you have to think, maybe David was affected by that a little bit. Maybe he's thinking, I am the king. Um, I am just good as king so-and-so over there, and he's getting to do whatever he wants to do. Maybe. And then falling for that lie of, okay, well, I am basically God. I I can decide to do this thing because I'm the king Mm -hmm. and setting himself up. Well, see, another great example that goes to my head is Abraham with Ishmael. Mm -hmm. When God said that he was going to have a great nation through Abraham, but because Mm -hmm. of his old age and Sarah's old age, he decided to go with a handmaid and Ishmael was then born. That's a good point, too, because... um, Going against the will of God, uh, living in a way that's uh, against the will of God is not always necessarily, doesn't always feel like open rebellion. Yeah. Because in Abraham's case, he, his, his logic was that he's helping God. He's, he's kind of hurrying the process along because exactly. he couldn't really see how, in uh, as old as they were, how Sarah would be able to bear a son. And so 
they sort of, you know what, God didn't really think this through very well. We'll just help him out here and make it happen. And that's, that's, um, that can be so, I mean, that's so much easier to fall into rather than open rebellion. Open rebellion for a Christian is you have to get to a certain point in your life where, you know, you've, you've, you've um, been out of the word, you've been out of prayer and you've subdued the Holy Spirit in you to the Mm -hmm. point where you're just callous enough to do that. Whereas the, the temptation of, well, let's just help God out or let's do what God told us to do, but in our own way, that's a much easier sin yeah, to follow. Exactly. Into. I think a lot of times as Christians, as, you know, as you go along, we we begin to start losing that childlike wonder when <laughs> it comes to yeah. God. We mm-hmm. we stop coming to Him like mm. children, and uh, I mean, it, it in Scripture it talks about the faith of a child, mm-hmm. how the adults didn't have that. It's but you know, yeah. and and so we we begin as we grow in our Christian walk it, it kind of just becomes this thing that's in our life that we're expected to do. Mm-hmm. We're expected to go to church. You're expected to pray over your meals and you're expected to read the Bible sometimes. And, and, and you, you begin to, like you said, grow callous. Yeah. And to the point where in, in your mind, you still think I want to do God's will, but in the end you're not living every day mm-hmm. worshiping him. You're just, taking the basic steps to feel like you're doing what's right. Right. Yeah. And, and that's why I thought it would be a, this was a really great article for you to write because um, uh, the, 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 where you are in life right now, you're, you're in college, you're in the middle of it all. There's a lot of changes on the horizon for you as, as you move into the deep end of adulthood, basically. Pretty much. Um, this is, this is when we start, th- there's like a buildup of pride that kind of comes with moving into adulthood. Well, see, actually, um, my first year of college, um, which was last year, of course, but um, I didn't, I met some people that weren't the best Christians and for my friends, I wasn't sure what they were, but um, coming back to AFA, starting to post some articles, they're actually reading them and I'm realizing that I had a lot more Christian friends around me than I thought. Oh yeah. And now actually going to my sophomore year, we've decided to do a Bible study together. That's great. So yeah. this was kind of like a little point where we were like, okay, we need to really focus on it because we're getting into this point of life where we need to focus on God more oh, than yeah. ever. Absolutely. And th- I mean, that's that's why we have the institution of the church and why, you know, God gave the commandment. Don't neglect the gathering. Don't don't exactly. neglect that fellowship mm-hmm. because um, even more than children need that thing, adults need that thing too because yeah. there's no one standing over our shoulders all the time, holding us accountable to a standard. Um, we have to do that to each other. And I mean, obviously in a loving way, we can, yeah. some people can it's abuse good that. To, it's yeah. good to, it's a, it's a good thing to have people in your life mm-hmm. that, you know, people do the thing where they have an accountability partner, someone mm-hmm. that checks in on them. That's not, you want to surround yourself with people who are that to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to sit down and like sign a contract or anything. You can yeah. if you want to, uh, but just people who naturally want to like speak to you about the hard things and help <laughs> direct you, direct you to the, to the, to the correct path. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, um, so, yeah, I can't speak right now. Anyway, <laughs> um, going into college is when you like start focusing on becoming an adult and mm-hmm. people start getting, like your parents start getting a little more lenient on what you're able to do. You yeah. don't have as many people trying to tell you what to do. So now you're practically learning to live for yourself. Mm-hmm. So you got to start making those boundaries and those rules for yourself as well as with the Bible because yeah. that's when a lot of people fall out of it. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. I do have a question though. Okay. Uh, as far as I go, does is nece- is your the things that you want in life are they necessarily anti God's will? 
always. No, not always. I think it's just certain things that your heart desires over what God desires. Right. Like, it's not everything, but maybe if it, like, disaligns with what God, like, hit what he commands in the Bible, Mm -hmm. then you might need to reassess what's going on. I just know so many people that get themselves almost sick over (laughs) the idea that they're doing something that's against God's will to the point and I'm like okay well what's this decision and I'm like well what, what's wrong with it mm-hmm. do you feel God like do you just feel like like God is pulling you away from that and yeah. you continue to want to go that way and like well no I just I don't I don't know I don't feel like I, I don't know I just don't feel like there's a sign and mm-hmm. I'm like um you don't always need like a special <laughs> sign to just appear over your head it's and never say gonna exactly <laughs> yeah if I mean yeah I mean it don't get me wrong I, I believe god speaks to us mm. in many ways but like don't sit there and make yourself sick yeah That's not knowing now, like, i will say this people do over worry and overthink about a lot of this uh, i have some family members who do this to themselves whether through like health problems and stuff like that and i can see that it's really downgrading on them but i think it's good to have a certain like limit where what you worry about and what you figure out for yourself mm. maybe yeah, you, I mean, you have to um, you have to be aware of that. You I mean I think I mean the Bible teaches clearly that we're all fallen, yeah. we're all prone and and bent towards sinfulness. Um, so there's always going to be that force in us when it comes to what our desires are. Yeah. Um, but I do think that this is a good thing to bring up because goodness gracious, I have that that that's been something that at one point I really struggled with was I want. A, B, and C, you know, I want to mm-hmm. marry this person. I want to have this job and all this stuff, but like, oh my goodness, the Bible doesn't, you know, say in first Corinthians, whatever the exact name of who I should marry. There's exactly. not, there's not a verse that said, and yeah. Jordan Shambly yeah, should absolutely. marry this person yeah. on this date. And this is the career path he should take. There, 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 that would be, yeah. that'd be nice. Maybe I mean, it would be great to know. Yeah, but. It, would, it would. And that's the thing though. Uh, there, there is a lot of freedom when it comes to God's will for your life. Exactly. And what God's will for your life is, is one, it's in, is the Bible. If you open the Bible and you read the Bible, that is God's will for your life. Mm-hmm. Now, there's not going to be a step one, get out of bed. Step two, make your bed type list that you need to follow. But as long as you're in the word, you're praying and you're, you're fellowshipping with other believers, you're, you're pressing yourself into the character of God like, like clay being pressed into yeah. a mold. The desires that you have will be the desires that God has for you. Exactly. Um, because what, I mean, what does God say? He... Um, Goodness, now I can't think of the verse, but uh, if you think of it, tell me that there's a verse that says he will give you the desires of your heart. If you know what I'm talking about, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's this verse. I know and what you're talking goodness about. Gracious, I don't have I don't have my 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 reference guy and Wesley is not here. But there, there's there's this idea in Scripture where as long as you're walking in obedience with God, um, and He's working actively inside of you to transform who you are into the image of Christ, the desires of your heart, he will give those desire, desires to you because those desires will be God, will be yeah. the things that God wants for you. Yeah. We live in a culture that's extremely steeped in fo- the follow your heart attitude, yeah. follow <laughs> your dreams. The Amer- It started, you know, a long ago, yes. I mean, it started with people in like there's this whole idea of the american dream people mm-hmm. who didn't have much wanting better for their kids That's exactly but and, it, and it's kind of you know it went from like i want my kids to be able to be completely educated and to never know what it's like to go without food 
uh, you know, you know, never have to starve and always be clothed. Okay, those are good goals. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of went into now it's all about having a job and being able to buy boats and having a private jet and stuff, you know, like having the latest and greatest of everything. Mm-hmm. And so people mm-hmm. pe- people tend to uh, do that whole idea of following their heart. But, you know, in scripture, it also talks about your heart. How it's and, wicked and deceitful. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, see, I feel like if you're following your heart, that also means following on your emotions. Mm-hmm. And it's so easily how your emotions can change, like just by one word or even a phone call. Mm-hmm. So acting out on those emotions can be good, but also kind of dangerous at the same time. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like we've seen this a lot recently, especially in, in our culture with um, the... Uh, whether you believe it exists or not the whole the whole uh, cancel culture thing Mm -hmm. where where someone steps out of line of whatever line that is and whoever defines that we don't know but someone does something that people don't like and And, so and then there's outrage there are people who are social justice warriors posting online Mm -hmm. about this person and then before you know it there's a statement from their job saying we do not align with what they said and they have been let go exactly. you know and so this person is now <laughs> without a job they're not making any money they can't pay their bills mm-hmm. and uh one thing is i noticed that nobody ever starts to think about what if they're feeding children. what if they got children yeah. and a wife to feed yeah. mm-hmm. they don't yeah. think about that they're it, going they're going with the outrage yeah. and i'm not saying that there isn't a time for that kind of thing because yeah. there certainly is if there's someone who is oh there there exactly. there there are yeah. times when people do cross a line and you can't and they need a social repercussion yeah for that you thing. can't yeah. excuse that yeah but but we but we can see clearly what happens when people's emotions and people's hearts mm-hmm. are the god of the culture mm-hmm. um, it's just utter chaos because like you said your emotions and your heart change every day exactly by, by the slightest little thing it can literally it can be so the way someone looks at you yeah and then yeah. all of a sudden the thing that guides you throughout your life your heart just does a 180 and is going mm-hmm. the opposite direction why would you ever follow that thing it, mm-hmm. i mean it's it's wicked and it uh, it's at, at the at the least it's wicked exactly a, a huge huge examples that i see and this is just is just one thing mm-hmm. i see or that in our culture of people who have like there's a people who doesn't they don't have god anywhere in their lives mm-hmm. they they never spent time with god and so they're just they the only other option is to go with what is best for you right like this whole mm-hmm. attitude like i gotta do what's good for me right you know <laughs> type attitude mm-hmm. and uh so then we have this sickness people are wanting to they want to change who they are mm-hmm. and because you're if you don't answer to god then who's to say what's wrong with the idea Absolutely. of I'm a, I may have been born a man, but can I be a woman? Or or should I, I, I can love whoever I want to love, you know, because when you're not answering to God, mm-hmm. then there is no God's will for you because right. you don't answer to God. Mm-hmm. Then all you have are your heart's desires. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think all of these things are, I mean, they're, they're a glance at the very worst that could happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, the very worst that could happen, yes, is that the world is thrown into absolute chaos and there's there's just, just yeah. a mess everywhere. But the small ways, I think, are the most dangerous ways that your heart can lead you astray. Exactly. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's when you when you wake up in the morning, and you're like, you know what? I just I do not feel like reading my Bible today. 
Exactly. I, I just don't feel like it. And then, you know, that just starts the domino effect of, of, of and once you do it a few yeah. times, it's easier mm-hmm. to not get up. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll tell you what. I, I mean, I have I have two two kids, and they can they don't even realize that they can see that kind of thing when it happens in in my life. Um, a- Andy is very much he's aware of when we're praying, mm-hmm. you know, and he and he he the other day we were celebrating his mom's birthday. And um, he 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 opened us up in prayer, and he said oh. his little bedtime prayer. He's a little three year old, and but but he's listening and he's watching us mm-hmm. when we do these things, even when we're not doing these things with him. Um, but even if you don't have kids, you have people around you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who are who are affected by how you live and how and what you're following. So if you're following your heart, it's not just affecting you; it's affecting everyone in your circle. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, um, yeah, can, can your, can your desires be in line with God? Absolutely. But only, only when you are in line with God. Yeah, exactly. And there are times when there are times when you can absolutely know for, for a hundred percent certain that your desire is not of God. Mm -hmm. If it's a sinful desire that is listed in the Bible as a sin, Mm-hmm. It's not it, it's from God. Not, yeah, God is not leading you down that path. Mm-hmm. He is. I can say that with absolute certainty, and uh, you know, and, and that's hard for people to come to grips with because mm-hmm. they want that what they you know they want what they want. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, I mean, th- this is a very good conversation. I do think that um, our our audience no matter what age they're at right now mm-hmm. um, I think that this is something that they face on every single uh, every single day so I we'll, we'll post uh, Maddie's article we'll put a link in the show notes of this episode just go to engagemagazine.net link at the top says radio yeah. this will be up there and if yeah and if you have trouble finding it later mm-hmm. go to engagemagazine.net click on the tab at the top that says authors yes and you'll be able to find a beautiful smiling picture of our friend maddie here i don't know about yeah, that you click, <laughs> it'll have her name you click on it and then you'll be able to access all the articles that she has written if you want to read anything about jordan find jordan shambly on yes. the list click on it read all his articles if you want to read them. anything about cedra i'm sorry it doesn't yeah exist. <laughs> oh. go stick on our youtube channel you will yeah. find some videos by me but <laughs> I've not yet written things. No, not yet. Thanks for publicly shaming no, me. No, no, <laughs> it's okay. Just follow your heart. It's okay. No. <laughs> no. Um, so Maisie, it's great to have you on the program with us. Um, mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us a little bit uh, where you're going in life after this internship? After this internship, I'm going to try to find a, well, I was kind of hoping maybe to write freelance or maybe yeah. even for mm-hmm. AFA, maybe find some other writing jobs, but Mainly, I'm just trying to find a good job that it involves writing, since that's my oh, yeah. that's what I love, mm-hmm. and just having a way to provide for me and my family. That well, I mean, they, yeah, we 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 all want to do that, but I mean, writing, especially if that's something that you love to do, and I think that God is um, leading you to do that. I think that's something you should pursue. So, thanks for being on the program with oh, us. No problem. Um, and until next time, continue to share truth and apply scripture. We'll see you next week.